Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 5th of September, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and uh, I suppose everything besides impacting your investments. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. How are you, Scotty? I'm just celebrating the fact that uh, the market got a win today. It did get a win up by three tenths of a percent coming off a pretty rough week last week and also... Uh, after a negative session on Wall Street on Friday in the wake of that jobs report. I don't think we really need to go into it too much. But um, how much do you think just a quiet night in the U.S., considering you know markets are on holidays there, has to do with what happened here today? A lot of it, because you see that time and time again when volumes are pretty uh, pretty weak, there's no institutional involvement, uh, retail sphere generally goes and buys. And uh, I'm not surprised to see the reaction today. I'm more interested in what's going on in some of the currency markets. Uh, no reactions at the moment. Uh, some big, big strength coming through for the US dollar index. And that partly reflects what's going on in Europe, which I'm sure we'll go and touch upon at some point later in the podcast. So in equities today, well, we'll start where it finished with the S&P ASX 200 up by about three-tenths of a percent. So sitting at 3,852, we saw the Emerging Companies Index higher. We saw the small ORDs up by three-tenths of a percent. So I thought that was an interesting dynamic today. And we saw some weakness around the region. You know, the Hang Seng is down about a percentage point. Japan was relatively flat. Um, it, these these lockdowns in China, Scotty, I mean, they're not going away, are they? No. And uh, the reaction that's coming through at the moment uh, is a bit perverse. We're seeing the same thing again. Lots of buying coming through in the futures, uh, no commodity futures in China, all in this you know, hope that we're going to see a big you know, rebound in activity that so, no, they'll try and go and stimulate again. But how many times are we going to play this record over and over again and nothing really seems to change? It's still COVID zero policies are the dominant factor. It's, uh, I'm just looking at what some of the movements are at the moment. The one thing that's been really expressed at this point in time is there's some pretty significant weakness in the Chinese yuan at this stage. So I just wonder what's going on. It doesn't seem like a healthy move, but uh, just another one driven by stimulus hopes more than anything. Yeah, okay. And that's uh, one of the conversations that I had today with a guest, just that uh, you know stimulus will be coming through in a more significant way, likely um, at or around the China... Uh, the People's Congress that's happening later this year. That was actually a conversation with Raymond Chan, which was mostly focused on reporting season here. But we did talk about China because 
you know, I was asking about the minors and he said, you just can't divorce the two. So if you'd like to listen to that one, just look up Raymond Chan on the website and you can listen to it as well. Look, one of my favorite conversations from today, I don't mind saying, was with Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners. Um, because, of course, we're in that phase, study where there was very little corporate news, but plenty of analysis still coming in the wake of reporting season. So she talked four stocks that she really likes, even more perhaps post-reporting season. And uh, you can listen to that via the show notes as well. Yeah, I'm not going to give the name away, but uh, one of the uh, ones that she mentioned at the end, I do like their products. Yeah, okay, good. There you go. Um, there's a few that might fall in that category. I'll leave it there, though. <laughs> I, think, I don't think uh, I don't think one of them does. No. Okay, so it's not the yeah, trinkets uh, one. It's more the maybe the one that's got a deep red color at times. Possibly, we'll see. Some something like that. Yeah. All right. Um. So there was look. Uh. In terms of equities, obviously, if I look at the market map, you know, the banks came under a lot of pressure. The miners did really well, except for Fortescue. Because we've got some of these dividends coming out of the market as well. And energy, um, energy names did really well today. Woodside was up by 4.4%. I mean, it's really tough to get a, a clear picture as to where energy heads from here. But we've got OPEC Plus tonight, which will be an interesting one. Yeah, uh, how they go. I don't think there'll be any surprise. We saw that you know, uh, no threat that they might go and pull back on production, but uh, I certainly don't think that's going to be the case at this meeting. There's uh, no real expectation of a big movement, but it really comes down to uh, what's happening in Russia with that, uh, that Nord Stream 1 pipeline. We know that it's uh, indefinitely shut down due to a leak, uh, inverted commas, uh, the old leak problem. Uh, and then the scramble for uh, no energy substitutes takes place, and we're seeing that today. Coal crude gas everything is flying at this point in time and another thing as well that's influencing the material space is the chilean uh, referendum that was uh, held over the weekend uh the outcome there has gone and supported a lot of i know those names in the mining space so a lot of different factors at play but so uh, yeah certainly in that energy sector in particular uh you know, traditional energy it really comes back to that uh, that gas pipeline and the, and the fact that you know no one really knows if and when it'll be turned back on yeah, I know that one of the best performers today was Whitehaven Coal up by 7%, which reminds me of the trade today, Scuddy, I listened in. And it was interesting to hear Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities talking about an energy company that by the charts has not broken out yet, but he reckons, you know, will. And he put a buy on a coal company that we actually don't talk about very often. That's my tease for your show. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say which one it is, but yeah, it's uh, not one of the more prominent ones out there yeah cool all right so that's the trade again you can find that on the website or via the app uh can we scuddy talk macro for a moment because we did have job ads up two percent over the month coming from a and z we also had business inventories up by 0.3 percent operating profits up seven percent quarter on quarter i should say and uh second quarter company profits before income tax up by close to 16 percent Okay, so what do we need to, you know, to take away from that uh, ahead of GDP on Wednesday and, of course, ahead of the RBA tomorrow? That the income side of the economy is looking very strong. Uh, we've had this discussion on the program a couple of times before. and I've written about it in my view occasionally. That's, uh, that's something that's a given. Uh, the company profits very, very strong. And uh, the wages and salaries component, which is an aggregate measure of, uh, of what everyone receives and the employees, uh, up 3.3% over the course of the quarter. That's one of the strongest we've seen. Also reflects that uh, no, we're working longer hours 
uh, with less uh, less COVID disruptions. Uh, what does it mean? It means that there's downside risk when it comes to the real GDP figure starting to bloom. A lot of the figures we've seen so far have missed, including non-farm inventories that were released today, uh, 0.3% increase rather than 1.6% that was expected. Uh, Belinda Allen from Commonwealth Bank, who I was speaking to in the close today, so that's going to lop in itself about one percentage point off the quarterly growth figure. So big downward revision coming through, but it's a very backward-looking release, as we all talk about with, uh, with GDP. Uh, I think it comes down to some of those more uh, real-time indicators. We saw the Melbourne Institute's inflation gauge come out today, showing quite a hefty you know, pullback month on month. And I uh, know industry, because uh, I know we've got the RBA meeting out tomorrow. Everyone's starting to go and talk about how many more 50s we'll get from the bank, whether we'll even get any more 50s after tomorrow. Uh, so that's going to go and create a bit of debate as well that I'm sure will go and last for uh, more than a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, we we don't need to talk, I don't think, a lot about the RBA right now. There's going to be plenty to chew over tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully we'll get some detail in the... Um, in the statement, in the in the statement of monetary policy that comes out, that will um, will clarify, I guess, the thinking around inflation, also potentially around China, where they see China headed. Um, other than that, Scotty, as we sit here, you know, post market close, yeah, you can't help but notice the euro. Euro is at twenty year lows. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking healthy, and. There's not a lot of support underneath it from a technical perspective, and there's not a lot of fundamental factors backing it up as well. And uh, you throw what I was talking about with the Chinese yuan mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the podcast into the mix as well. And uh, no surprise, the US dollar index is absolutely flying at this point in time. And we know uh, nine times out of 10, or maybe even probably 99 times out of 100, when that happens, uh, risk uh, appetite uh, does not generally go and fare well. So I dare say that some of the uh, ructions we've seen on the markets and over the course of the last couple of weeks are probably going to persist the longer this persists. In the UK, we are just waiting to see the next UK Prime Minister being announced. So Liz Truss, or Rishi Sunak, we will know by the time we, uh, well, probably by the time we go to bed, I would reckon. And uh, that'll be interesting to see whatever reverberations that has across Forex markets as well. Feels like a bit of a basket case all over that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, we, we can't probably. Well, <laughs> throwing, true. Uh, throwing stones in glass true. houses after what we've been through over the course of the last uh, last decade or so. So, yeah, just uh, no, going through the motions, we know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, listen, there's not a lot on the corporate calendar tomorrow. A lot of it will be about the RBA. We'll be watching companies trading ex-dividend again. I do know a little bit of of news out just toward the close. We've got US crude futures rising, you know, over $2 to about $88.90 per barrel. We've had uh, Propac today announce that it is looking to um, well, undertake an underwritten uh, entitlement offer. So a bit of company news coming through there. But uh, for the most part, it's uh, all quiet on the corporate front. If you go to our website, though, there's plenty of of analysis on the reporting season, the companies that outperformed, underperformed, how the analysts are weighing it all up now. Anything we've missed today, Scuddy? I don't think so. It's one of those uh, kind of filling days where we wait for the US markets to come back and respond. We saw that pretty abrupt sell-off late on Friday. We'll see how the Europeans go today. They're going to probably set the tone for us tomorrow and uh, see whether they can go and try and claw off themselves off the mat. It's going to be a pretty ugly start. Looking at the Euro stocks, 50 down about 3% or so. 
So, yeah, it's going to be a splat on the open, it looks like. All right. Well, we've always got iron ore futures to, <laughs> to, to thank today for uh, helping to push this market higher. So they rebounded after pretty sharp sell-offs that we've been seeing. So, yeah, lots lots to, uh, to think about as we, as we call it quits on this Monday, Scotty. I hope you have a good one. Yeah, yeah, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.